0: with that folks welcome into another victory podcast part of the obr we are coming to you it is seven thirty-eight sunday evening the your cleveland browns 32 indianapolis colts 23 and the cleveland browns are four and one four and one folks are you kidding me for everything that this twenty twenty has been and everything that Browns fans have been through, listen, is there stuff that needs to be cleaned up? Is there is there problems? Is there you know all of that? Yes, absolutely. But the Cleveland Browns are four and one. With Pittsburgh and Cincinnati coming up, uh, and then their bye week in week eight. The Cleveland Browns are guaranteed not because of any predictions, this isn't Paul Heyman, this is not a prediction, not a spoiler, it's just fact! The Cleveland Browns are guaranteed to have a winning record going into their bye week in week 8, and guaranteed to be no worse than 500 after week 9, and again, that's me going worst case scenario, but as of 738 on October 11th, the Cleveland Browns are 4-1. and one. And unfortunately for them, they play in a division full of a lot of talent um, that gets uh, you know top billing for a lot of good reasons, including the fact that the Ravens already smoked the Browns this year. Um, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are now four and zero with all the things that happen scheduling-wise with their game with Tennessee. They are four and zero. Baltimore four and one at the victory over the Browns. The Browns are four and one. But then if we look at the conference. Buffalo and Pittsburgh are at the top at 4 and 0, Tennessee with all their issues with scheduling are 3 and 0. And then the Browns are tied with the Chiefs and Ravens at 4 and 1. So at the end of this week in the AFC, the Browns will be tied for the fourth best record in the NFL. You heard I'm sorry, in the AFC, you heard that folks, for, they will be tied for the fourth best record. In the AFC, and then when we go to look at the entire league, the entire NFL, the Cleveland Browns uh, look like they will be tied for two, for tied for the sixth best record in the NFL. Now, in this case, they'll be tied with the Chiefs, Bears, Ravens, and Rams. But still, again, 4-1 and one. after five weeks. There are some things to talk about. Injuries are concerning. What's going on with Baker Mayfield's either chest, shoulder? We don't know really where the injury is. It seems like it's going to be in his chest. Uh, why is the defense struggle? Is Are they actually being complacent with play calling? Um, late in this game and late in uh, the game against the uh, Dallas Cowboys or is there something else? uh, is, Is it the other team? What is it, right? Again, that's really the question is, what is it that's leading to some of these difficulties, third quarter, fourth quarter, those kind of things. Um, But before we continue going, let me talk to you about DoorDash. Listen, it's 8.30. Some of you waited to eat dinner until after the game, so you should go ahead and order DoorDash. If not, order it tomorrow. Uh, I believe it was Thursday morning I was leaving for work and someone had DoorDash breakfast right next door, one of my neighbors. Hopefully they listened to the podcast and, and got their There, Blue Wire deal. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you, and while the dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy or open the DoorDash app, choose what you wanna eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, the Cheesecake Factory, and many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local joint, And your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off uh, your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's all one word. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for your $5 off with your first order with DoorDash. So, the Cleveland Browns are four and one. Let's talk a let's talk a little bit about the stats. Uh, the run game was really struggling. Uh, there was a point in I believe it was in the third quarter uh, where the Browns had uh, the Browns running backs had less than eighteen yards or less than twenty yards um, at the time. I believe they had eighteen yards, and Baker Mayfield had his one scramble for seventeen yards. But ending the game, Kareem Hunt twenty carries for seventy two yards. Ernest Johnson. I'm going to call him Duke one of these times, but eight carries for 32 yards. Baker had two for 17. Janovich had two for four. Should have had more. I uh, got tripped up near the goal. Um, inside the red zone early on a play that was kind of a trick not a trick play but um, a little bit of disguise trying to take advantage of some things where he possibly could have scored but the browns against the number one run defense uh, get over 100 yards rushing without nick chubb and then we look at baker mayfield interestingly enough his his first half stats are pretty similar to his ending stats 21 of 37 247 yards two touchdowns two interceptions I believe on both of those interceptions, his arm was hit. Uh, the last one is when he got injured, and his arm was definitely hit. It wasn't the pass uh, that he was trying to make. Uh Odell Beckham had one pass for 18 yards, another kind of play off of that trickeration. Landry, nine targets, four receptions, 88 yards two humongous drops that change the narrative of this game if he has those two catches i don't think anybody is stressed out by the team kind of stalling out uh, because they stayed pretty aggressive with the pass game okay Uh, odell beckham nine targets five receptions for 58 yards Uh, austin hooper was targeted a team high 10 times for five receptions uh 57 yards Uh, Higgins got three catches, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt, three receptions, 21 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Listen, on defense, really there's a lot of issues there. Um, But the reality is, is Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett. Only credited with one sack. Um, But the amount of pressures he put on, including that safety, which he should get credit for. I don't know how that exactly works with uh, Philip Rivers throwing that ball away for intentional grounding, but that should be credited 2-1, 2-1, miles Garrett. He was amazing. For the Colts, Rivers, 21 of 33 for 243 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns. He's not the Phillip Rivers you heard about. He's not the Phillip Rivers of old. Running. We knew that the running game of Indianapolis was going to be important, uh, especially there was a time uh, both uh, all three, Larry Ogunjobi, Sheldon Richardson, um, and uh, the rookie that's going out of my head right now, not Jacob Phillips, the other dude. And I apologize for that. That's what happens when I don't have his name on my um, chart here. Jordan Elliott, good gracious. I just wasn't getting it. So there was a time with um, all of those guys out. Larry's out, Sheldon's out, um, and then Elliott is out. With all of that going down, still, when we look at the running game of the Colts, 12 attempts for Jonathan Taylor for only 57 yards. One touchdown, a long of 10 yards. Hines, three attempts, eight yards. Five, a long of five. So no big gains um, from the run game, um, even though the Colts were in the game at some point, uh, or points in the game. So total, uh, we're getting 60, 68, 69. 68 yards total rushing um, for the Colts. Um, From the past game, T.Y. Hilton, 10 targets, 6 receptions, 69 yards. So it's really interesting. There's a lot of um, receptions here uh, and a couple long ones, 36, 34. um, But Hilton was 6 receptions for only 69 yards. Zero touchdowns receiving um, by uh, the Colts. Because, again, obviously Phillips Rivers um, did not... Uh, throw a touchdown which tells you all about where some of that scoring came from right and so for the Browns listen I noted already Jarvis Landry's two drops were huge I think uh, I'm pretty confident both of those um, would have led to first downs I think they were pretty close to each other um, in the drives uh, in the drive and so the Browns trying to be aggressive trying to not let their foot off the gas schemed up a couple plays that put Jarvis Landry in a place to get a first down, and he uncharacteristically dropped the ball. If those two drops don't happen, or at least one of those don't happen, obviously anything else could have changed in the game. But you're talking about a completely different game and how people are seeing it. And those things happen, right? If Baker doesn't get hit on at least one, or one of the two, I think it was both of his interceptions, we're talking about a different game, right? If Austin Hooper doesn't flatten out his route and actually extends uh, where Baker saw the wide open, again, that's that's two players not exactly on the same page. You know, Hooper might still be running for a touchdown or at least had a big game uh, on that one where Baker put it actually in a really good position. Hooper just didn't adjust quickly to where the ball was going and kind of where the defensive coverage had kind of set him up. We'd be talking about a different game at this point in time, but we're not, right? We got to talk about what's real. And so, again, Jarvis with two drops is huge. I think the other thing with Baker Mayfield for Browns fans to understand is that Good quarterbacks make poor decisions, right? Um, Whether you consider Philip Rivers a good quarterback or not, he had a pick six, right? He had a a second interception to Sheldrick Wedwine, who, again, a next man up thing, right? Carl Joseph doesn't play. Uh, Ronnie Harrison is the one with the pick six. He goes out with a concussion. Sheldrick Wedwine comes in, Makes a pick, right? So all of a sudden, um, which I think people are going to read so much into, because it's it's a big play. It's a stupid play by Phillip Rivers. If Redwine doesn't make the pick, somebody else is breaking that ball up or possibly picking the ball, but Redwine gets credit for that, and I think people are going to talk about him a little too much because of that pick. Um, The same thing with Ronnie Harrison. Listen, it, it is an interception, but Harrison is not a free safety in the purest sense. He is more of a combination safety. He would look great with a real free safety him, and then Carl Joseph at strong safety, I think that is something that I would love to see. Obviously, with Grant Delpit out, is there a trade that could be made to bring that player in? But the thing that I want to focus on to, to celebrate, again, we're going to have victory week again, folks. Four straight victories. The Browns have scored scared, scored 30 or more points in four straight games to be 4-1 after a demolishment, right? They were destroyed by the Ravens. Now, four straight games over 30 points with Kevin Stefanski. Obviously, one of those comes on that pick six. Um, but Baker with two touchdowns. And really, when you see how people talked about the Browns' offense... Talked a lot about the passing game in the first half. The running game did just enough in the second half to overcome, again, Baker's two interceptions and just some misses and the drops by Jarvis Landry. Before I talk to you about really the main topic and the thing that really kind of stood out to me, and I talked about on the OBR subscriber um, forum chat that we have uh, throughout the game with me and Jake and Cody and John Nathan Stevenson. Um, and Barry, um, but I'm a person I want to talk to you about. Uh, Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. Obviously, it's back. Four and one, y'all. Four and freaking one. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season, just like the Browns have won four straight. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So I'm going to get to you really what I think is the story of the game, and that, my friends, is Kevin Stefanski and, really, third and fourth down. The Cleveland Browns were 10 of 17 for 59%. 17 third downs, they were 59%, and they were 1 of 1 on fourth downs. I'm not going to try to figure out the math of what 11 for 18 is. I probably could figure that out really, really quickly if I wanted to. But I know this, it's over 60%, right? Or, yeah, it has to be, right? 59% on third downs, 10 for 17 One for one on fourth down. And here is what I have seen from Kevin Stefanski. And unfortunately, I don't have uh, the time because I want to get this recorded and up before 8 o'clock tonight. So you have a chance to listen to it if you didn't watch the game. Or if you're hyped up like you can tell I am, you have something to listen to to maybe bring you down a little bit or at least get you thinking instead of emotional. But here's what I know about a lot of those uh, 11 conversions on third or fourth down. If the Browns needed 3 yards they got 4. If the Browns needed 1 yard they got 2. And what I've seen from Kevin Stefanski is the idea that let's go ahead and get you know a new set of downs let's get one yard, let's get three yards, let's get five yards, whatever it is that we need, let's get those, and then we can look for chunk plays on first or second down. But instead of running 30-yard low probability, you know, 30% type um, plays on third and three or third and six or third and whatever, Kevin Stefanski's offense has really focused on just getting the first down. And then we have a whole new set of downs to figure out everything else. And I think for me, this is one of the first times with the Browns that I've really been able to say that about their offense. That their offense is purposely just really focused on getting first downs. I don't know if it's analytics. I don't know if it's Kevin Stefanski. I don't know if it's Baker Mayfield. I don't know if it's the fact that they have so many talented Options for their weapons, but Kevin Stefanski on third and fourth down, especially in this game. But I think it's been true all of the winning streak, all of the last four games. Stefanski has really focused on just getting the first down. And so, what you see is you see um, what we would call a speed out. So, you have Baker Mayfield literally take the snap, you know, whether it's play action or whatever, and there's a boom ready to go. There is my first down I'm going to hit Jarvis Landry on the speed out no one's going to beat Jarvis Landry who just came in motion nobody's going to beat him to that three yard reception on third and two or no one's going to beat OBJ on this little option route Um, I know there was one down by the end zone um, where uh, Jarvis or OBJ is going to the sideline I think he got down to the two yard line all of these, there was the, um, they They said it was a run pass option, it wasn't. It was literally an option play um, with Baker Mayfield. There were all of these plays that were set up for smart, quick, we're going to get this first down and then we're going to move on with our day. And I haven't seen that, to be honest. I haven't seen that, I feel like, I know I haven't seen it for in Cleveland, but I'm not sure I've seen it as aggressively as I've seen it with Stefanski's de- or offense. What will be interesting is, does the defenses start to adjust to that? So, for example, against Pittsburgh with T.J. Watt, with Cameron Hayward, with I don't think Bud Dupree is as good as some people think he is, with all of those players, do they adjust because they're very talented and they're very... Uh, uh, smart and they just make a lot of really good plays. Do they adjust on some of those third and fourth down and shorts to where they're really pressing it? And then what is the adjustment Stefanski's offense makes? Right, that's where it starts to all kind of play together. Is is this aggressive first or third down to get the first down or fourth down to get the first down? Does that continue so that they can just continue have more and more and more possessions? But for me, look at the let's look at the Colts. 4 of 11 on 3rd downs for 36%. 1 of 1 on 4th downs, so they were 5 of 12. And just based on basic math, 11 for 18 is far better than 5 of 12. To put that in perspective just a little bit, and I just did a quick search um, for for this, last year the Browns uh, were 36% on 3rd downs. Um, This year, before today's game, they have them marked as a 40%. Pittsburgh also at 40%. The best in the league this year is Kansas City at 53.85%, so basically 54%. If we go um, to look back into last year, last year the Baltimore Ravens led the league in third down conversion percentage at 48%. And obviously this year... Uh, um, the stats did not include, so there were only four games in. But last year, the league leader was at 48%. Cleveland came in at, at 22nd. And so I think what's going to be fun to see is uh, after, because obviously the Baltimore game right now is is the outlier in every possible way, how the Browns continue to convert third and fourth downs because that will decide the season and again the Browns have so many options so unlike Indianapolis I'll say this for the Colts it was T.Y. Hilton or Jonathan Taylor right really that's what you expected um, now other people made plays you know they're two long plays by Johnson and Doolin but in general you expect the ball to go to T.Y. Hilton or to Jonathan Taylor on important plays but for the Browns it's OBJ. It's Jarvis. Hooper has made some really important third down plays. Um, it's Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. Uh, Harrison Bryant really didn't have anything going on today. David Njoku didn't do anything today um, besides the one uh, short catch, which I believe is also for a first down. Everything was schemed up. And so and then you bring in Rashard Higgins, and all of a sudden Hollywood's making plays. So the Browns, it's not just about putting these players in this ability to make these get these first downs and move forward but it's about having talent where the defenses can't really zone in and hone in on one player because because it doesn't matter they have no idea who's going to be that quick player right run Jarvis in motion have OBJ on the backside run OBJ in motion you have Jarvis on the backside you have Hooper either over the middle or coming off of a block into a into a tight end screen you have so many options there so i think the story of the game today Miles Garrett is number one. He's he just continues to be number one. Cody Parkey, you know, again he had the doink at the end, but again it went in, so I don't care. Results, right? Um, I think uh, Gillen, the Scottish Hammer, um, those two punts to push the the Colts down inside of their own five yard line was gargantuan in the game. And I think the story after that is just get the first downs, baby, right? the The Raiders have. Um, you know, just win, baby. For me right now with Kevin Safansky, it's just get the first downs, baby. So, again, we are finishing up recording just before 8 o'clock Sunday night. Many of you are going to listen to this on your way into work tomorrow, which will be October 12th. We are rolling almost halfway through October at this point in time. I hope you're going to enjoy this game. I hope you're going to enjoy 4-1 Cleveland Browns and all the hype that comes from that because you know I'm hyped right now this is most energy I've had all week let's go let's looking forward to Pittsburgh listen if the Browns can beat the, the Steelers and go to five and one with a victory over Pittsburgh a bit, victory over Baltimore and everything that's gone on in between a five game winning streak that is awesome um, but I we got to make sure we celebrate this one first four and one baby the Cleveland Browns are 4-1. and one. This is your victory pod. This is another fourth straight victory week. Make sure you take care of yourself, take care of others, and go Browns.